0: Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at wsou.net. Well, today we have one of our young leaders from Chicago on the phone with us today to talk about her a very exciting book, The Shadow of Avery. We have the teen sensation and author Miss Nia Randall. Nia, welcome to the program. Hi so we're here to talk about your newest book before we jump into the shadow of ivory can you share with our audience a little bit about your impressive background you, i mean you're thirteen years old you have, <laughs> you have published your, your first book tell, tell our audience a little bit about yourself
1: okay well my name is Nia Randall I'm thirteen and I attend Limble Math and Science Academy in West Englewood of Chicago Um, throughout my life I have enjoyed writing so much it's just been what I've been doing it's been a hobby since I knew how to write and so that's why it was so important to me to write a book because I was like this is an opportunity for me to follow my dream so I'll take the chance Um, outside of writing I do have a YouTube channel where I do a few vlogs, um, pranks sometimes for fun. And I do interviews with my family talking about worldly issues. I also have two Facebook groups that talk about worldly issues as well. Vigorous Women Rights and Our Race Matters.
0: Okay. Wow. That is very, very impressive. So <laughs> where can someone find your YouTube channel?
1: Um, On YouTube, it's... Entitled Beauty Boss. Boss is spelled B-A-W-S-E. I have been doing that since 2016, the summer of 2016. And it's not really anything big. I just do it for fun. And when I feel like I want to make a video and I have the time to upload one, I'll create one.
0: Wow. Well, we're going to talk more about your other interests in the arts and entertainment and social causes. But let's talk about the shadow of ivory um, tell us about, I mean, how did this book come about
1: um, in twenty like the winter of 2016 I believe my godmother recommended me to a program called open books and I read into it and I was like this is really interesting it's a private program downtown and um, we go there every Saturday and there of the month there's a three-week intensive program throughout the summer where we go and we work on our books it's a group of young writers around my age and we all work on our books together and we support each other um, i remember that i had sent in my portfolio i wrote an excerpt for them to see if they would accept me and i got a full-time scholarship for my first year
0: That is. Really, really beautiful, and that is awesome. And so, how did you come about this particular topic or genre uh, about the shadow of ivory?
1: Um, so, the sa- shadow of ivory is the supernatural genre of vampires, werewolves, things like that. Um, I remember when I was younger, maybe in fifth grade, I started reading Twilight, and um... Ever since then, my mind just took off into the world of supernaturals, and i read other books like the House of Night series, the Shadow series, things like that, and I decided to make, make my own supernatural series because that's something that I enjoy reading so much because it's like an escape from reality, so it's really important to me to have that escape sometimes, and since that's what I enjoy reading, I felt as if I would be really strong writing that as well.
0: So tell us about the shadow of Ivory, I, I, I take it that Ivory is the main character in, 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 in this book? Yes. And, and what is she struggling with?
1: Well, as of right now, she sh- um, she's a white shadow, which is a supernatural who uses her power for good only, and she was just taken into the world of white shadows, and she discovers that there are black shadows who are supernaturals who use their powers for bad. And she has to try to maintain balance in the world and save the novice black shadows who are newly recruited black shadows so that she can make them good again.
0: So your characters, they actually have the the will, the free will to determine if they want to go on the good side or if they want to go on the dark side.
1: Well, usually they will be recruited, but it's usually due to decisions that they've made throughout their life that determine whether they will be a black or a white shadow.
0: I gotcha. And what type of powers do they have?
1: Well, as a vampire, um, which is what Ivory is, they usually have speed, strength, um, strong sense of smell, strong sense of hearing, and she doesn't really have any other abnormal powers besides that. There are a few other characters who do have... added added special powers but not her.
0: Wow and um, so how did you come up with Ivory? Uh, What type of research did you do? Um, How did you select her particular characteristics?
1: Um, To me Ivory is um, a younger, well she's older but she's an older Mm -hmm. version of the younger me. (laughs) I used to be around other people like around friends but people who are my family I was kind of shy and I wasn't exactly as outgoing as I am now um and Ivory is kind of the shy girl who keeps to herself but I'm trying to break her out of that shell throughout the series so that she can grow as um a character of course so I think that a lot of her characteristics from the first book come from the younger version of me
0: okay and your, the character Dayla, what type of um, friendship or non-friendship does Dayla have with Ivory?
1: Um, Ivory and Dahlia are actually half-sisters. thank you. <laughs> yes, they're actually half-sisters. Um, she doesn't know that until she gets brought into the World of Black Shadows. She meets Dahlia, who, I am, I'm so sorry, Dahlia. <laughs> This is a non-friendship. I'm thinking of Teresa.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. This
1: is a non-friendship. S- Skylar, who is the leader of the camp, she is um, friends with Dahlia. And S- Ivory has to defeat Dahlia, who is the leader of the Black Shadows, so that she can get the novice Black Shadows back.
0: Ah, okay. Okay. And so this story that this is the first of many stories that you're going to write about Ivory and in her interactions with Teresa and Skyler and, and Dahlia? Yes. Okay. And uh, and um, how, how much of an arc do you think your stories will have? Uh, will it be like three books, four books? Will it be like Harry Potter nine books? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm aiming for four as of right now. Okay.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And um, these other characters are they characteristics of some of your friends or other family members
1: Um, I think a few of them I had inspiration from a few friends from my old school but I think a lot of them came off the top of my head and I was like I would like to um, experiment with these type of personalities and characteristics of people so I decided to take those chances and go outside of what I usually write which is usually pretty nice and normal human characters but I want it to expand beyond borders
0: okay and uh, what other types of writing uh, do you think about writing about what other topics or are you gonna focus on the supernatural uh, genre
1: Oh, I would like to write realistic fiction after I complete the shadow series. um My main inspiration for realistic fiction has most definitely been the hate you give. um I love that book so much it's it was just so deep and compelling to me. I read it twice already, I saw the movie, and I was like. This book is so good. I would love to go into writing realistic fiction. Okay,
0: okay. And for our audience who are not uh, in this particular uh, industry, um, please define realistic fiction for them.
1: Realistic fiction is usually based off of events in real life, but you usually add like a fiction is twist to it so let's say for instance if you wanted to write about the great chicago fire it would usually ba- be based in that time period and during the event but you would be using fictional made-up characters and events inside of the main event
0: exactly exactly thank you for that definition and so when you think about the uh, ivory the character the shadow of ivory uh, that title has a lot of symbolism in it. Can you share with us some of your insights about the title of your book, The Shadow of Ivory?
1: Well, for one, since it is based off of white and black shadows, I thought that would just make sense to put shadow in the um, title. But again, a lot of this series is going to have to do with deal with the characters reflecting on themselves um, reflecting their past and how they want to go on with their future so I feel as if a shadow is a reflection of yourself so that would make sense because the characters are really they have a lot of internal battles and they do a lot of self-reflecting and it makes them a big part of who they are
0: you know it's interesting your book um, well done well done and it doesn't have chapters it has the characters, and then, of course, what's happening in the scene. Right. What what type of style is that?
1: Um, That's perspective writing that I've seen a couple artists do. Not too many from what I've read, but um, it actually is very hard to write from perspective instead of chapters. Only because... um, A lot of, because of timelines, so if you're writing from one character's perspective, and there's an event happening, and you're writing from another character's perspective, you're thinking, oh, is this the event in this character's life after the event in the other character's life, during the time that the event is happening to the other character, or, like, what's going on exactly, so you kind of have to pace yourself with that, and uh, make a really steady chronological timeline, and it was more complicated than I thought, especially writing from first, um, First person, but I was able to manage.
0: Wow, that is deep. I mean, a lot of this perspective you see in a lot of the current uh, TV shows, uh, where they're showing these different perspectives of the same scene from different people's perspectives. That right. Is, that is brilliant, uh, <laughs> Neil. Wow. Okay. Thank you. And um, let's let's talk about your mom and dad because they have supported you through uh, this this endeavor. Uh, You want to give a shout out to your mom and dad?
1: (laughs) Um, Thank you so much. You guys have inspired me a lot. My mom and my dad both being entrepreneurs and doing their own thing, not working for anybody, working for themselves. It's um, made me think a lot about what I want to do. I might start to self-publish in the future. Although writing is not (laughs) um, my career plan. It is most definitely going to be a hobby forever throughout my life.
0: Okay. So let's see, thirteen. I heard you say something about career plan. Um, do you do you have <coughs> some ideas about what you would like to do at the nice young age of thirteen? <laughs>
1: well, I really, really would like to go to UCLA and major in law and minor in psychology.
0: Okay. And uh, what type of lawyer would do you think about? Uh, pra- what type of law do you think about practicing?
1: Most probably criminal law. Okay.
0: And why UCLA? It's great school, but <laughs> you know, it's on the other side of the the country. <laughs>
1: I've also liked California a lot. Um, I visited there in May, and I visited the school. I got a tour of the school, and I fell in love, okay. as I was planning to. <laughs> it's really beautiful there, sunny, the type of weather that I'm looking for instead of Chicago. It's so. That's a whole different story, but um, (laughs) it's really sunny down in California. Pretty and um, I don't really know exactly why I chose UCLA. Um, when I was younger, I wanted to major in forensics, and they had a good forensics program. But when I changed to law, I was saying, "Well, I still want to go to UCLA, even if I don't want to major in forensic science."
0: Well, I tell you, uh, it's something inside each of us that. That draws us to what we like, and so obviously, yes. it UCLA has uh, um, drawn; and it's drawn itself to you, <laughs> ladies yes. and gentlemen. We are here with Teen Sensation and author Miss Nia Randall, who has written her first book at the age of thirteen, called "The Shadow of Ivory." Now, where can folks purchase your book? Um,
1: there's A website it's called Lulu WordPress and that has majority of the books that um, were written in Publishing Academy on there so you can order them online
0: and that's Lulu is that l-u-l-u yes okay and it's l-u-l-u
1: wordpress I'll give you the exact um address I mean website
0: okay Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. And so I guess they have a lot of books that they're publishing for young authors such as yourself, correct? Yes. That is such a beautiful program. And are you still going through the program?
1: Yes, I will be going through the program throughout the entire Shadow series. So for then, I'm writing the second book as of right now.
0: Excellent, excellent. And um, what are your plans for this? Once you have this series finished, um, are you thinking about um, positioning it to Netflix or Amazon Prime?
1: <laughs> um I have always dreamed ever since I started writing of making these books into movies or um, plays, TV shows, whatever I can manage and um whatever I can get my hands onto. I would most definitely like to make the books into a video form of entertainment.
0: Very nice. Well, a good friend of mine, uh, Pete Chapman, is a director out there in Los Angeles, and uh, <laughs> he's directing a number of episodes for uh, uh, *Grown-ish*, for blackish, ish uh, Greenleaf. Yes. So, you know, so when you're ready, you know, Pete's a great <laughs> guy, and uh, I'm sure he's always looking for new great content. And so, I'd, I'd like to, if we can, talk about some of the social causes that you're very passionate about. Um, In our opening you talked about a couple of Facebook pages that that you manage um, for social causes. Let's talk about those for a second if we could.
1: Well I have always been um, focused on black on black crime, um, police brutality, um, things of that nature, uh, mainly around violence and crime in my community or in our country in general because crime it, it's really skyrocketed in the past years, especially in Chicago, and it's really astonishing, the crime rates, because they've gotten so high, especially black-on-black crime, and I have never really understood why <laughs> black people want to kill each other so much, but it's just been something that I've really been interested in. I've always been ranting to my friends and stuff about how much I hate it, how much it irritates me and sometimes how it frightens me because these things happen to people every day and you never know what's going to happen to you or what could happen on a day-to-day basis to any of your family or friends.
0: What is some from your perspective, from a 13-year-old perspective, you're very wise at a very young age. What are some of your perspectives as to why this might be happening?
1: Um Well, in younger kids, more towards teens, I think a lot of what might be happening could be people that they see online. Social media has such a big influence on children nowadays, like Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. Everyone has it. Everyone posts to it so everyone sees what other people are doing. So if there's someone who you've been following, a singer, um, a model, anyone who you see online doing certain things, people usually want to follow after them. So if there's a lot of people posting things about guns and drugs and all of this stuff, people are usually going to follow after. And um, that's a lot of, it's just that people are easily influenced now. And I think that can be... a reason as to why there's so much violence happening. Do you th-
0: do you think that um, people who are involved in these unfortunate killings um, don't understand the value of their life and the value of the life that they're taking?
1: Sometimes they don't. Sometimes people haven't shown them that life is valued. Anyone's life. Sometimes they have been in a situation where no one pays attention to them and no one values them as a person. So therefore, they don't value anyone else as a person or understand that people are people. They're humans and they have lives. They have things that they want to do and dreams that they want to achieve. And killing them isn't right because sometimes they haven't achieved those dreams, especially children. Children are getting shot playing outside and things like that and they haven't done so many things they haven't graduated eighth grade or high school they haven't went to prom or anything but those people who are killing they haven't been taught that life is a beautiful thing and people need to live it so they don't really care about anyone else's
0: if you could speak directly to someone who's involved in a very unfortunate situation what advice would you give them what would you say to
1: them? Um, I would tell them that I actually do know a few people who have been in situations like those and sometimes there are a lot of people who you don't really think to talk to who are really good people to talk to and they can help you through all of your situations and it's not just there are people who have good heads on their shoulders and they know what to tell you they know how to act and they can help you and teach you how to act that way because life does matter and your life does matter therefore others do too
0: and so on your Facebook page um, how often do you update it and and where do you draw your content in from and do you um, invite others people to support your Facebook page to share their views
1: well um in our race matter in both in both um, Groups Actually, I have not been posting as much recently because I've kind of drifted away from Facebook a little bit, but I still do go back every now and then to post and bring updates. But a lot of the posts are around um, recent events happening in the world, like in Hour Race Matters. The last one was about the school shooting in Santa Fe. And I do... Every Black History Month, I do a Black History trivia, and I ask questions about um, historians, Black historians, and that's really fun because you can see all these people. They're just arguing. They're trying their hardest to hurry up and answer the question. Because I usually send out certificates to people who answer them and congratulate them on getting the question question right. But I also do let other people post if they would like to, and if they would like to start a discussion in the group, then they are most definitely welcome to do that.
0: Okay. And so, we have a very important midterm election coming up. Unfortunately, you're not a voting age yet. <laughs> but um, what message do you want to give to the United States public um, if you will cuz W, you know, our show does broadcast internationally on wsou.net. What what is what what is words of wisdom would you want them to hear? from you about the importance of voting on the midterm elections.
1: Voting is important. It's important to hear your opinion and what you want because people oftentimes get upset because the person that they wanted to win didn't win, but they never went out and actually voted. So I believe that if you want someone and you think that they would really benefit um the society then most definitely go out and vote so that people know what um what your opinion is because one vote could change the whole entire poll with, like you wouldn't even think of that but it really could
0: and are there any activities that you and your friends are engaged in to uh promote to get out the vote or 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 to voice opinions about your electric electric officials
1: as of right now no not about um E- the election exactly. Um, we haven't really done anything about politics or a midterm elections as of right now, but we ha- most definitely have a group at my school where we talk about other worldly issues.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh, in Chicago, there's going to be a, a new mayor for the next election, as your your current mayor has decided not to run. W- what are your views about uh, the? the issues in Chicago, and what would you like for the new mayor to address?
1: Um, whoever wins, I would most definitely like for them to address gun violence in Chicago. Um, and gun laws in general, they have, it's kind of something that's important to me because it seems as if you can Get a gun anywhere, no matter who you are, and it's like, I think gun laws would really help if they are the right laws and the right person is making them. Mm -hmm.
0: Mhm. Mhm. And and moving into to to leadership, um, you are a young leader. What are your thoughts about the best traits for a leader to demonstrate?
1: Um. I think some of the best qualities for a leader to have, um, I feel as if compassion is one because they will most definitely understand a lot of the issues that people are going through. So they'll feel more compassionate to help them out because um, people who are impoverished, they will need for the... um, Elected official to be compassionate towards them, so that they can have a better life, or if anyone who has a problem in their life and is struggling, they will most definitely want someone to be compassionate towards them and help them out um I think another one is someone who can swallow their pride because I know a lot of people who can't do that, and I don't want to be around them because they are just. They have too much pride, and I think that if you can swallow it sometimes, then you'll be easier to take in, like, advice and things, and you'll be, the community will be easier to talk to you.
0: Okay. And how would you describe your leadership style?
1: My leadership style? Um, I think that depending on what I am leading you in, I most definitely listen to everyone and I try my hardest to um, everyone's opinion, I try to listen to it and I try to compromise with everyone so that everyone can get what they want. Sometimes that doesn't always work but people do usually come to me to lead things and I'm like why do you guys always come to me, I don't always want to but they're like you're just a great leader because You're nice to everyone. You know how to handle things and issues and you're smart and you just know all these people who can help us if we want to do something to like promote our cause or what we're doing. Then you know all these people who can help you and things like that. People just come to me because they say that I'm a good leader in general.
0: (laughs) They're drawn to you. That is great. And believe it or not, Nia, we are at the end of our interview, but we do have (laughs) time for you to share with us. What is one of your favorite books, and why?
1: One of my favorite books is *The Hate you Give* because um, I really like the storyline of Starr seeing her friend get um, shot by a police officer. Um, I enjoyed that because it was relatable, somewhat. Because I haven't experienced that personally, but every a lot of her struggles are relatable but like racism and how it affects her at her school since she goes to a predominantly white school and how just everyday people are saying stuff that's really not smart and ignorant and I experienced that a lot I used to go to school in Chinatown so I used to experience that a lot um and just how she is empowered because she saw her friend get shot. So now she wants the world the world to change and people to see that not all black people are bad. People, not all black people are criminals and that's something that I've really been wanting to get out the message that not all black people are going to threaten you and they're not all going to kill you just because you look at them the wrong way. They're not all criminals and things like that. So I think it was a very relatable storyline.
0: Wow. That is a nice bow tie to our interview. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with teen sensation and author, Miss Nia Randall, who has written her first book at the age of 13, The Shadow of Ivory. Nia, thank you for coming on the program.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me.
0: And when you have your next part of your series, we've got to have you back on the program.
1: Of course.
0: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for this weekend with Leadership with Darrell Gunter on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Remember, if you've missed any part of this broadcast or any of our other shows, you can find them all at iTunes U under Seton Hall, Leadership with Darrell Gunter. I want to wish you a very good weekend, but remember, leadership begins with you.